Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. When you attend trade shows, which exhibits do you remember? It's the innovative ones, those ones that grab your attention, the creative ones. But how do they do it? You are in the right place today. We're going to be discussing innovative best practices by exhibitors. Let's not waste time. Let's go do it. Hey, hey, welcome back to campus, your trade show university. We are learning today. This is going to be a great day. I'm Jim Sturmack, and I am so glad and honored that you are coming back here today to learn. And if you're brand new here, Welcome to campus. I love just hanging out here and talking to people who are looking to learn, looking to get better. That's what this is all about, is getting better. One way that I am helping you, I have now put out, this is episode 138 of Trade Show University. Every single one brings value. I do a lot of these episodes on my own, giving tips and advice, and I bring on the best experts to share their advice in different areas. Today, I have on Evan Babbins, who has been named by Special Event Magazine as one of the top 20 young event pros to watch, but we're going to be talking about innovative exhibitor best practices. This is just a masterclass. Whether you're a brand new or you've done this for a long time, you're going to get great value out of today. Please listen to the entire thing and share it. Share it with somebody else. Share it with a colleague who may be looking for ways to get better. They will thank you. One thing I've just done to help you find the information you need to get better at exhibiting for your next trade show and event is I have completely redesigned and categorized all 137, 138 episodes, whatever number we're on right now. I've put them all on one page on my website, and now you can go and look by category for the exact episodes that are going to help you out. So you're looking for help for promo items? There's a category for that. Looking for help for doing a virtual event or marketing or branding, whatever it is, Click on that category. All the episodes that, that pertain to that are listed there. And if you just want to find out, hey, which experts have been on, click on experts and it will give you the whole list of every expert that has been on here. I've just been honored to have so many great people. So get over to tradeshowu.biz slash episodes. That's tradeshow, the letter U dot B-I-Z slash episodes and you will be able to search all episodes right there on that page. Now, without any further ado, let's go talk to Evan Babbins. Welcome back, everybody. We are we're going to have a great conversation today. If you're an exhibitor, you're in the right place today. Joining me on the podcast today is Evan Babbins. Evan is currently the uh, Events and Marketing Manager at CLEAR. 
and he has extensive background in event production and team leading. Through his experience, he has had the chance to manage event logistics and technical event production for many world-class clients like Nissan Canada, Kia Canada, Novartis, and many more. He has worked in both live, hybrid, and virtual event spaces, honing his craft as a top-tier industry trendsetter. He's also been included in both BizBash Top 250 Event Professionals and Special Event Magazine's Top 20 Young Event Pros to Watch list. That is just amazing. Evan, welcome to Trade Show University. Say hello to all our event professionals out there. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Really, really excited that you're here because you're in there. You're in the trenches. You're you're exhibiting. You've been doing this for a lot of companies. Let's dive in a little bit more about uh, your background and what you've been doing lately in uh, trade shows. Yeah, amazing. My background really comes from both client side and agency side, event production, event management, including conferences, trade shows, full scope events, everything all together. But in terms of the trade shows and being an exhibitor, uh, it really, I find it works sort of two ways differently where you're, where your client side or your agency side. So I'll stick to the client side stuff for today because that's really where the meat is and then where all the good stuff is found in trade shows because you have all the control. You can choose how things come to life, what they look like, you know, who you work with, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, going back, I would say beginning of my trade show experience was really sort of the, the, how do we set up a booth? How do we make it look visually different than other people and then once you have a booth it's like okay now what do we fill it with whether it's content digital or i'll call it analog content if you're giving out you know pamphlets or or you know stuff like that out of at the show you know i prefer the digital side of content personally but then so once you fill it with the content then what are you doing to keep people coming back you know, if it's a multi-day show, how do you keep people people coming back? And then I've taken all of that sort of knowledge that I've built up over the years, um, and I'm gonna really, I'm gonna going to apply it as best we can this year in the live event space. Which hopefully, fingers crossed, we can have a full year of live events, which is looking like pretty well that we will, especially in the U.S. market, and bring that to the shows that we're going to do this year that I'm going to be doing with Clear as we roll our event plan, our event strategy for 2022. Outstanding. And I love uh, what you said. It, part of part of your whole thought process is how do we keep people coming back? You yeah. know, and, that, and that's that's a, that's quite the challenge at a show because you got so many booths and you have uh, people walking by and they, may, they might stop, but how do you get them come back a second time? Maybe while they're still there at the show, maybe to ask more questions, to see new things, to see new demos, whatever it is. Uh, what would you What would you recommend? Let's Let's dive into that topic for for right now, and then then we'll talk about some more. So, what What are some things uh, that you could do to keep people coming back at a show? For sure. So, I think one big thing that I've done over over the years, and what I'm planning on doing this year, is interactive experiences. So, what does that mean? So. So it's everything from AR and VR aspects of a booth. So do you have, you know, a QR code on the booth that the people managing the booth are saying to people coming in, like, hey, scan this QR code and watch this, you know, virtual reality experience that we're going to show for you. Um, Is it, do you have a life-size touchscreen, touchscreens that people can come in and 
play with and touch and feel depending on, you know, what your content is. Do you have a chef in your booth making, you know, appetizers for people as they're walking through the booth? Who says no to free food? And you can get people with free food all the time in my experience, for sure. Right? So there's these different things that you can do, not only to stand out as a brand when, you know, potentially there's 10, 20, 30, 40 competitors of yours in the on the trade show floor, but then how do you switch it up day over day? So maybe day one is, you know, you have the, the AR experience in the booth. Then overnight from day one, you replace the graphics on your booth and it's more now, it's a little bit cleaner. And now maybe you set up your tasting, let's say for day two, where you have that chef experience. Then maybe day three, you do another flip and it's focused maybe on the sales team that's there that are really trying to push the product or the service or whatever you're offering. So I really like to look at it as don't be too selly in a trade show environment because people respond negatively to that, as I think we both know. So it's what can you do day one and day two to capture people, to get them coming in, and then how do you flip the switch on day three or after the show, whatever you're going to do it based on your strategy to get people through that sales funnel, to get people into your funnel. So eventually at the end of the day, you can make those sales and, and get that ROI for that trade show group that you've done. Very cool ideas. Never <laughs> thought of actually changing the booth by day, changing some of your graphics, changing the things that you're actually doing in there. And you're going to be capturing maybe different people, but like you said, getting the same people to come back. Because something you said that's very, very important for people to remember, if you're there at a show, your competitors are probably there too. If it's an industry, if industry-focused shows especially, your competitors are probably there. So if people are coming by your booth and they might be looking to buy, they might be looking for their next partner, their next vendor, and they're, they're coming by, so they're not making that decision on the f- first booth they come to. But they might be shopping you while while they're there at the show, comparing you against your competitors. And if you're not doing something radically different and compelling to make that choice easy for them to to choose you, they they're gonna they may choose your competitor just because maybe you're stagnant, maybe uh, you didn't give them enough to consider and uh, and give them reason to come back and want to talk to you one more time or see something different the next day just fantastic stuff but it's all about that interactive experience that interactive experience so you've got to you got to think this takes planning this is not something while you're at the show hey let's do this no this is going to take some planning it may take some investment on your part but at the end of the day it's uh it's all about the the engagement and what is it that you're trying to get out of it and ultimately getting that roi that that you mentioned as well yeah i mean i, I think you know at the end of the day we all want that connectiveness. People, especially, you know, coming through COVID, the pandemic, people have been missing the connection with the in-person. So, you know, hopefully 2022 is the year we get back to in-person, fully in-person trade shows and conferences. And people are are aching for it. They're they're yearning for the the in-person connection and you know, we've been planning this, you know, since the beginning of the year, but, you know, at Clear, our first big event we're doing as a, as a vendor uh, at a trade show is until 
April or May. And so we've got time to sort of get the plan up and running. And, you know, as you said, changing a trade show booth overnight doesn't happen on a whim. It doesn't happen, you know, with someone's idea day one. You know, this is something that we're we're planning for in January for execution all year from May all the way through to November. Mm-hmm. And we're changing it based on the show and based on the, the environment and based on who's going to be there, who the audience is for, for those different events that we're going to. But, but it really comes when you have a really great plan and you have a really great execution plan, it's really meaningless if you're not getting the eyeballs and the impressions. And at the end of the day, people coming into the funnel, people coming to the brand and knowing who you are, because you could spend all this money on these really cool activations and this really cool booth and, you know, great videos playing your booth and a, and a Michelin star chef making you know, avocado toast that's unheard of <laughs> in the booth. But if that doesn't convert into people coming to your website, buying your product, becoming a client or becoming a, a partner, it's meaningless. So it's, I look at it and everything I do personally is it's called, I sort of call it as execution with value. And so don't do something if it doesn't bring value to somebody involved, whether it's the company that you're representing, the company you work for, the client that you're hoping to attract, a partner you're looking to gain, you know, a show director who you want to meet to be a title sponsor for next year that you're an entry level booth this year for. Somebody is there that you're trying to bring value to. If you're going to do this and you're going to spend the money because it's going to cost you money, do it for the value. Do it for showing value, bringing value to somebody that you're targeting. And to me, you know, that's what I've led my entire life in the events world so far. And, you know, you're not included on the 250 event professional list for nothing, right? <laughs> so, so, you know, a sh- shameless plug there a little bit for myself. But, but no, but seriously, like, you know, I've always tried to be a trendsetter. I've always tried to do things away from the norm to stand out, right? So, you know, if you're in, let's say you're in the financial industry and you're a bank, let's say, traditionally you would go to banking events and financial industry events. Mm-hmm. If I was working for a bank, I would say, let's go to a baby show. And you're thinking to yourself, why is a bank going to a baby show? I'm here to tell you that I promise you'll be the only bank at that street show because new moms and new dads are looking for ways to save money to put their kids through college and pay for school and diapers and food for their growing family. So if you can be one out of the trade show in your category versus being one of X number of competitors in your category, you're going to stand out and you're going to bring value to those people. And you've now brought some shock value to the table that maybe no one else has thought about doing. And so that's sort of my mindset. That's my mentality is like, yes, do your association shows, do your industry shows, but to really bring value and to really stand out and be different, go against the norm, go against what everyone else is doing, try something cool and unique, and it might pay off for you. Innovation, innovation, creativity. I love it. It's all about bringing value. Be the one and only. If you, if you could be the one and only versus one of many, 
How do you take advantage of that? How do you find those opportunities? Evan just gave you some really, really great ideas. And it's all about execution with value. Make sure that everything you're doing is bringing value. Wow, these are these are just really, really solid tips, Evan, that I so hopefully people will go back and re-listen to the, just that segment there is going to give them great new ideas of, wow, let's try a new event. Let's try a new show that's completely out of our industry or the ones that we typically go to where all of our competitors are at. And make sure that you are showcasing in a way that you are you are truly bringing value, that people go, I want to do business with this company. I've never thought of it before, but I definitely want to do business with this company. It's just uh, outstanding. So we've got new shows coming up in, right now it's 2022, whenever you're listening to this. And you got shows coming up in the future. A lot of people that are listening to this are that's the situation they're in. They've got they're planning, they're they're trying to find new ideas and new tips. So they're in the planning stage. And you talked about you know you've got a uh, a plan that's a strategic plan that's going to win. It's going to rock it out for for your next show. How do you know if you've got the right strategic plan? What are some tips that you can give people to 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 know that they're on the right track for what, while they're planning for the next show? For sure. So we actually actually had a meeting this morning about this. Funny enough, with our management team and our leadership team, and intentionally, what I'll do is I'll find a time in the calendar where there's not a lot of things going on. It's quieter on the events market. It gives you time to sort of look at the first half of the year. Traditionally, I do this in July. It may be different for other people. Generally, I find July, you know, people are away. They're at the cottage. They're not working as much. It's not as crazy in terms of the events calendar for big shows, you know, generally speaking. And so what I'll do is in July, I'll sit down with the team and I'll say, okay, what went well in the first half of the year? What shows did we do? How do we execute? You know, how many, like I said earlier, how many impressions did we get? Did we get new people in our sales funnel? Let's look at the metrics behind all the shows we did because we know as a team that we can actually trace a customer from the time we met them. So let's say it was at a show in March, let's call it. We did, we met them at the show, we chatted with them. You know, we did a demo with them later. We got them in. We did a brought them through the entire funnel, and now they're a new client, and we've secured them, and, and all that kind of great stuff. So now we can see that entire that entire journey of the client from where we met them. So let's look in July. How many people have come through the funnel from the first show and subsequent shows in the first half? You know, what did our booth look like? What can we change things, tweak it? What do we hear from people at the show? Uh, hey, I you know I loved your booth, but you know you had a 55 inch TV. I couldn't really see it so well from far away. Maybe you could have a bigger TV so we could see it from farther. These little tips that you get from people on the show all the time, and generally it's on the negative side, but hopefully you get more positive side than negative. So then you take your your July or whatever it is for you in your calendar year. You reflect on the first half of the year, figure out what went well. And then you can plan for your back half of the year to know what you can improve, what you can change, how you can make small tweaks. And I'm not saying to, to you know, redo everything and, and get a brand new trade show booth and a brand new strategy. It's, it's little, little tweaks, little fixes that you've built up over the first half of the year 
that can make your second half stronger because when your competitors, when your clients, when your vendors are looking for who they're going to work with next year, whether it's your client, let's say a client or, or a partner, most people are doing their budget for next year around October, November to be finalized for end of year to get the year off rolling with a great start. So by the end of the year, if you're ending your conference year in November, you're that last and you want to have that last great impression on these people. What can you do taking your entire year culminating in November for those shows happening then that you can stand out and be that last reference point for your clients or your vendors. So when they're doing their budgets for 2023, they're thinking of you and they're thinking of that amazing thing that you did at the show that you've learned over the whole year, what worked and what didn't work and how you can leverage all of those learnings to get 2023 off to a great start. Such a great, great point about you need to be capturing your results. If you're not doing that, you're not doing a post-show meetings with your team to bring them together right after the show when everything's fresh. What worked? What didn't? What did you hear from people? What did you know? How did? How were our, our metrics? What were the results? So you've got to be capturing those. Because if you don't capture them, you can't go back and review them. And then you've got, as Evan said, you've got to be reviewing these on a constant basis. So at the end of that first half, instead of just going through the entire show year and then at the end of the year go, oh, what do we need to change for next year? No, you should be tweaking as you go. It shouldn't be a year by year. It should be almost a show by show or maybe quarter by quarter, half by half. But don't wait until the very end of the year because you're going to lose a lot of the lessons that you could have learned by by reviewing your metrics, by reviewing your uh, the techniques, the things, your strategies, and the results that you got. And always, always be learning. Just continue to learn from yourself. What tweaks can you make? And then when you make a tweak, what did that do for you? Don't just make a tweak and then think that that was like the best tweak ever, <laughs> but it may have cost you something. It may have stepped back. Uh, it may not have been worth the investment. So constantly be reviewing. This is just great stuff. So let's, let's, let's move on to the, onto the show floor. And how do we get ourselves set up for maximum ROI while they're, while we're there at the show so that when we leave the show, we know that we've gotten everything that we hope to get out of that show. What are maybe a couple of uh, quick tips on that? For sure. So number one, I think, you know, your biggest advantage, your biggest ally in my world, especially is social, social media, content on social media, you know, have people in your booth, have people walking on the show, getting a lot of content posted online. Use like if you have, you know, company hashtags or you're doing, you're in the middle of a campaign that the show falls into and the campaign has certain hashtags you're using, you know, get that content out there, get your, your network, seeing what you're doing, where you are, you know, so social issues, social media content, whether you're on LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, you know, whatever platform it is, Twitter, whatever, whatever platform is good for you, get content out there and use social media as your best friend. Um, in the world we're living in currently where events this year will probably, if I had a crystal ball, be a hybrid model where you'll mm -hmm. have some people on site and some people virtual. Don't forget your online market. Don't forget the virtual viewer, the virtual attendee, so in your strategy, when you're on the floor, have them in mind. So, 
you know, if the show is providing you with a live stream link that people can dial in and see your booth behind you and talk to your salespeople, you know, or whoever is managing your show and, and managing your booth, you know, don't forget your online market. Huge piece of the puzzle, especially as we're in this sort of hybrid world that we're living in, where as we know, you know, CES in Vegas happened this year with yeah. 7,500 people where normally it has 50,000, everyone else is online. So yeah. don't neglect the online market. And then, and then I think we, you know, we sort of mentioned it a little bit earlier, the debrief and the follow-up. So at the show, you know, maybe there's time on the final day where, you know, you can get, you know, you know, you have a, a couple of really great customers that are, that are already customers that are going to be at the show. Maybe you can get them to come to your booth and almost act as a partner in your booth to bring in new people. You know, I always say if a brand talks well about themselves, it's one thing, but if you have a current customer that can talk very highly of your brand, it brings a whole nother level of new client appreciation because it's not the brand talking for themselves, right? If you love McDonald's and you're a McDonald's lover of, of their burgers, if I post on social or online about how amazing McDonald's is, my network values that more than McDonald's saying how amazing their burgers are. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so take advantage of your current customers without taking advantage of them. I'll say, <laughs> and then, you know, maybe one last quick one I would say is um, again, you know, brand value, get your brand out there, get your brand noticed. So whether it's, you know, if there's directional signage on the trade show floor, that you can sponsor all of the signage for. You take the signage and you make it in your brand colors, your brand look and feel versus the show's brand look and feel if that's an option. Get your brand out there so that if your people are walking around that are not at your booth, they can still see your brand. They can still see you. So whether it's, you know, signage outside in the hallway in the lobby of the hotel of the conference center, wherever you are, get your brand out there even if you're not physically in the same space as your brand is. So much great stuff there. Use social, everybody. If you're not using social, you're, you're missing out. And, and Evan, I know there's, there's, a huge, huge uh, spectrum of what uh, what companies want to do when they was talking about social. Some say, "Oh, we 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 post once a week. Every, everything else is too much." Others they'll post multiple times a day. Is there a guideline that you would say, especially when you're around a show? Obviously, there, you could be you could be capturing so much content. Uh, should you flood uh, everything out in one day or, or spread it out? How would, what would you recommend? Yeah, so so I think it's a really great, really great point. So I think it depends on sort of your cadence that you do, generally speaking. So if you're a brand that posts out, posts a new post every Friday, let's say, you want to keep that going, you know, because your followers and your network is expecting that new post coming on Friday. So I would say whatever your cadence, your current cadence is, don't mess with it. So keep that going. So if let's say the show is Tuesday to Thursday, let's say, you know, you have to do a new post on Friday. I would do that post on Friday. But if you're at a show between Tuesday and Thursday, there's nothing wrong with posting during the show, because especially if you're people in your network, you are hoping that they're also at that show that you're trying to attract 
maybe they don't know you're there because last Friday you forgot to mention, oh, hey, catch us next week at this and this show, but you want them to know you're there. So, so I would say rule of thumb, keep your cadence. But if it's important, again, going back to value, if, if that content brings value to your network and to your followers and to your, the people looking at your content, pump it out. Don't go too much that you're becoming aggressive or you're, you know, you're getting annoying with the content. Mm-hmm. You have to find that balance and a good social team and a good content team will be able to, to sort of navigate that and, and know how much is too much, right? Like I've worked at companies where they posted four times a day and I've worked at, and that was perfect. And they and the network loved it because they wanted all that content. They wanted mm-hmm. it. They ate it up. Sure. And then I've worked at other places where we post once a month and it was also perfect. So social is there's, I don't think there's one right answer. I think it's going back to keep your cadence, what you're doing. But if, again, if it brings value, then don't be scared. Again, don't go with the norm. Go against the norm. Do something different. Try something you've never tried before. The worst case scenario is the post flops and you don't get anybody looking at it. And then you post again and, you know, the people come back. (laughs) You won't lose all your followers on one bad post unless, you know, unless it gets really bad. (laughs) But that's a different discussion. We can have a different discussion about that altogether. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. That's fantastic advice regarding social. And I want to circle back to what you were talking about earlier and is don't forget about that online audience, the the people that are, are coming in from their home offices. It might be 10 times the, the audience that is there live. So don't forget about reaching out to them and how do you connect with them. Uh, turn your clients into brand ambassadors. Invite them into your booth. Have them give testimonials. Use those on social as well. But have them you know, promoting your show. And then find those opportunities that the show is offering where you can continue to brand more effectively, more widespread, like uh, Evan mentioned, signage, you know, selling the, uh, putting your logo on the lanyards or on the name, name badges. There's, there's so many opportunities that, that the shows have available. Reach out to them, find out what works for you, your budget that will help you to get that branding out there. Evan, so much great stuff. This is becoming a masterclass on innovative exhibitor best practices. Love it. Love it. Love it. As we, as we come down the home stretch, let's talk about give a, one or two uh, quick tips for after the show. After the show's over, what are some great things that, that uh, exhibitors should be considering? Yeah, I think number one huge piece of the puzzle, you know, getting your leads, taking your lead list and actually following through with them, contacting the people you met at the show set up a demo, set up a meeting with these people, get them in your funnel. Cause at the end of the day, like we talked about earlier, if the people you met at the show go untouched afterwards and, and you don't manage those leads and you don't manage those people, then the whole show is for nothing. So the number one is, is post event follow-up is huge. And then I would say, you know, the next piece of the puzzle is, you know, if the show is an annual show, let's say start looking to next year, generally speaking, as soon as the show is done, almost the same day, that show has already put out the dates for next year. They put out the prospectus for next year already. They're looking for those people to come back and sponsor or to get new sponsors on the show. So look to next year. How can you level up for next year if the show was really great for you and you were, you know, an entry level 10 by 10 booth in the middle of a hallway? Maybe next year you're doing a 10 by 20 booth on a corner. You know, I'm not saying 
go from a 10 by 10 up to a 60 by 60 <laughs> island booth year over year, you know, unless, unless you had the year of your life and you have a giant investment in it and, you know, you can do it. Generally speaking, it's probably not going to happen. It's a slow build year over year. And for me personally, that slow build is what people recognize and people see that. And if people, and especially if these people are coming year over year to these same shows, which most attendees, I would say, without making a blanket statement, will probably be doing. And they're seeing your progression as a brand and as a company. Now they're noticing. Now they're starting to say, okay, you know, this brand was in a a 10 by 10 middle of of a hallway, middle of a laneway stall year one. Now they're on the corner booth. Next year, they're at a, you know, a, a bigger corner Maybe the following year they're on an island and now they're a presenting sponsor year four. Now they're like, oh, these people are someone to mess with. And these people are someone where I should be talking to. So that looking to next year, looking to, you know, year two after, um, I like to think about looking to the future is so important and planning for step 10 on step one is essential in this business. So how can you leverage those pieces? Um, Those would be probably my, my two biggest post-show, uh, post-show uh, pieces of, of tips. Great stuff. Follow-up is critical. Make sure you're doing it right and make sure you're doing it timely. Don't leave anyone unfollowed up with, if that's a term. Exactly. And and have the vision. Look toward the future. Look for the next show and how can we best grow and utilize what we learned this year uh, for the next year's show. Outstanding stuff. Evan, you've given us so much uh, to consider today, and I know there's going to be people that are listening to this multiple times and taking notes. If you could uh, leave everybody w- with one thing that you really want them to take away with today, what would be the number one uh, thing that you want them to leave with? I think the biggest thing for me and what I've always tried to lead in my event life is that value. Everything comes back to value whether it's a lead you're following up with, do it with value. Whether it's a trade show booth design, bring value to the table based on what you're spending. Whether it's the activation in the booth that you're trying to achieve, spend the money on it if it's going to bring value. Everything, that everything comes back to value. And value not only for you as your brand and your company, but value as your potential client, your potential customer, the vendor you're trying to partner with, to win more business, uh, you know, a competitor that you've become, you know, more than just competitors with, but maybe now you're going to go into business together and you're going to buy them out. So where's the value there? There's value everywhere. Learn to look for it, learn to see it ahead of time so you can plan for it because it's going to cost money in most cases. But again, if you're spending that money and you get that value for me, it's worth every penny. You know, it would be a good thing if you, you printed up a huge sign that says, how are we bringing value? And have that to be your, your thing that you're constantly looking at as you're planning. That is a phenomenal takeaway, mic drop moment there for, for Evan. Thank you so much for bringing that. As we wrap up here, why don't you tell people a little bit about Clear, and then if they wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, for sure. So Clear is the one-stop, uh, one-stop operating system for water. So we work with uh, water utilities across the U.S. to bring value to utility workers to make their life easier. You know, we automate and manage the administration of the utility. 
so that these people can get back to doing what they're supposed to be doing and not just being data uploaders and uploading data to, to software. So that's sort of a little bit about clear. Uh, and I'm available. I'm on LinkedIn. You can search me on LinkedIn. Um, and and I'm, I'm always around. So I don't know if we can maybe put a link somewhere that people can click on my LinkedIn link. And anyone who wants to connect, I'm always happy to to grow the network and, and talk to good people like we've done today about most fun and interesting topics, especially in the events world. Uh, that's my my passion life in life. And uh, yeah, happy to happy to connect with. Again, I connect with people on LinkedIn who bring value to my network, bring value to my life, uh, and aren't spam bots. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just click on the show notes uh, button, everybody, and and uh, scroll down, and I will have Evan's LinkedIn address right there. Connect with him. He is a wealth of information, and so make sure you do that. Evan, thank you so much for joining me here on Trade Show University. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. Let's do this again. We can talk about anything else. Awesome. Yes, we will definitely have to plan to have you on again. And everyone, rewind that. Take notes. There's been so much gold that you can mine from this episode for before the show, during the show, after the show on how to best connect and add value to your attendees. Uh, just fantastic stuff. And continue to keep learning. But go binge on some past episodes and keep coming back here to campus each week at Trade Show University. We'll see you next time. I know you got a lot out of that one. Go listen to it again, rewind, take notes, share this with someone. And if you've gotten some, some value out of it, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a rating. And if you it really touched you and you really got great value, put a few words into a review for me, but at least a rating. That's going to help more people to find Trade Show University. And, and you have my undying gratitude. So thanks so much. Head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you can leave a rating. And please leave that rating for Trade Show U and then come on back here to campus next time. Trade Show University. Keep on learning.